Have you been struggling with the pace of digital change in your business or personal life? Or are you excited to see what's next and can't wait for the future to arrive? In either case, this episode is for you. I'll go into the key topics you need to know about blockchain-based non-fungible tokens, or NFTs as they're called. I'll talk about the implications from a business perspective, both for direct-to-consumer and for B2B businesses. And I'll walk you through the topics you probably don't need to know about when it comes to crypto technology which in my opinion is just as important as all the stuff you do need to know about because really most of the crypto enthusiasts make things seem much more complicated than they actually are. So at the end of the podcast you will have a solid perspective on the potential for disruption that NFTs bring to the business world and you'll hopefully start thinking about why you need to start to prepare for all of this in your business starting yesterday. Enjoy. This is Phil's Audio Experience. Hello and thanks for tuning in. I'm really excited about today's episode because NFTs or non-fungible tokens have been one of my big passions over the past couple of months and I am stunned that Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies went completely mainstream and not only institutional investors, hedge funds, but virtually everyone I know in the age range of 16 to 75 is now investing into cryptocurrencies now that the access has been made so easy. And What's stunning is that with all that attention, with the headlines, these humongous amounts of money being poured into that system, the vast majority of people is completely neglecting the fundamental shift of how the underlying blockchain technology is impacting business. And that's not in the future, but today. And it is so stunning because so many of the large enterprises, the mid-sized, but pretty much, I mean, across all industries, across all company sizes, everyone has been struggling and is still struggling so much with the pace of change that the internet brought And they're all pretty much showing the exact same behavior that when the internet emerged of completely ignoring the topic of NFTs. Except that this time the rate of adoption and the rate of change that NFTs bring is already orders of magnitude faster than when the internet hit because the blockchain technology is building on top of that scalable internet infrastructure. And what's surprising to me is that with all the attention on blockchain-based currencies, There's so little attention on the fact that financially the NFT world is now completely blowing up. Silicon Valley investors, VC funds, uh, all of them are gravitating towards that world and hundreds of millions of dollars or euros have been flowing into that space in 2021 alone. From investors, from art collectors and from various other groups and even from the mainstream. Now in today's episode I want to go into four topics. First, very very briefly, what are NFTs? And this will possibly be a new perspective whether you are completely new to the space or already engaged with it. Secondly, what do you need to know from a technical perspective? And don't worry, this will be very high level and comprehensible without being a programmer. Thirdly, what makes an NFT valuable? And more specifically, what are the value dimensions of NFTs? And lastly, how NFTs impact business models and transaction costs? And that is both in direct to consumer and B2B businesses. So first, what is an NFT? Basically, when you leave all the technical complexity out, it is nothing more than a simple certificate of ownership. And that's it. It could indicate your ownership of a house, of a car, of a piece of art. You can use it like a ticket to grant access to an event, like a concert or access to a community. And I mean, these are all physical examples and they they can just easily also be digital. So what NFTs are mostly used for as of now is to indicate ownership for something digital, for example, a digital drawing or for an item in a computer game. 
and you can grant access to a digital community, for example, a forum or a Discord server. And that's basically NFTs from a practical, practical perspective. What most people perceive from this space, though, is this kind of strange dystopia in which those horrendously complicated encryption technology meets an underground scene that forms networks and that creates this incomprehensible digital image stuff that reminds most sane people of just a post-apocalyptic movie. And then suddenly those drawings sell for tens of thousands of dollars. Now, when we take a step back, though, I mean, everything is actually much simpler than it may seem at first glance. So. From a technical standpoint, issuing and purchasing a non-fungible token is not more complex than signing up for eBay and placing or purchasing items. You may be less used to the specific steps it takes to open a wallet and to sign up for an NFT exchange than you are to registering on a new website. But then again, the same was probably true in 1996 when you signed up for an online shop for the first time. Now, if you set aside 60 to 90 minutes to set everything up, and make a commitment to stay patient and read up on how a few things work, you will find it rather easy to get started in the NFT world. Now, you may ask, but what about the crypto technology underneath? Shouldn't I know about this stuff? And the answer is yes and no. So for example, when it comes to online shopping, yes, for example, you should know how to pick a secure password and you should know how not to fall for phishing mails. So. In the, same to uh, in the same fashion, there's a few topics to read up on around how to secure your wallet, what information to store, and how to securely and safely navigate the crypto world. But just as you don't need to read up on which mainframe technology your bank uses to manage your bank transfers, you don't need to become an expert for blockchain technology in order to buy, sell, or create NFTs. Now, that's basically it. So the question is, why would I bother in the first place? What I mean, what makes NFTs valuable? And basically the answer is the same as for the question of why a replica of Salvador Mundi costs around, I mean, a good one, $400 euros, while the original painting sold for more than 1 million times that price at $450 million. Even though technically both of those paintings serve a similar function for the viewer. And it's the same question of why can you find pairs of white sneakers from different manufacturers that, except for very few features, they look almost identical to an outsider and they feel very similar in quality, but they have price ranges from 50 euros or dollars or even less to thousands of dollars or euros. Now, for both of those items, I mean, generally three categories apply, and these are consumption, status, and investment. And now bear with me for a minute if this is common sense for you. Um, we'll be right back. So in case of the sneakers, some people may buy them simply because they like them. So for some people, the manufacturer's branding efforts allow that manufacturer to capture the brand value through higher prices, and hence the people buy the shoes because of what they represent. And for a third group of buyers, something may be um, an investment in the sense that they expect that they will be able to resell the item for a higher price in the future. So they are investing. Now. The extent to which each of those three factors applies depends on a specific item for sale. So for example, again, in terms of the sneakers, consumptions and status probably rank higher for most people than investment. For a painting, there's a shift towards status and investment. And if you take something like stocks, the investment dimension will likely be the very dominant factor. Now for tokens, for NFTs on the blockchain, the same dimensions apply. 
So when a person or a company issues a token, people buy it for the same reasons they buy sneakers or watches. And the aftermarket price is formed in the same way it's forming for physical collectibles such as paintings, sneakers, watches or something like a Birkin bag. So firstly, consumption. Some people simply like and purchase an NFT because they want to have it in a wallet and they like the visuals or the background story. Buying a token acts as consumption in the sense that they are now part of that story. And again, they get to look at that token when it resides in their wallet. Just like a stamp collector may draw pleasure from knowing that a certain stamp resides within the collection, some NFT collectors draw pleasure from owning certain tokens. Secondly, status. In essence, a token, and that's much like wearing certain types of sneakers, represents something that the person that purchased it supports. So the token resides in their wallet as a sign of individuality. And I mean, to give a completely different view, so imagine like the same way that two vinyl collections may appear exactly identical to an alien that visits planet Earth for the first time and that does not see any difference between gangster rap and jazz, two NFT collections may look very similar to you, but they give a very significant sense to identity to, to their owner. And thirdly, there's the investment part. This is probably the most interesting for most people. Now, the same way that stock prices move based on expectations of how much future value a company will be able to capture, the market price of an NFT develops based on whether the market is expecting the issuer to be capable of providing long-term value to the community of buyers. Let me say that again. A stock moves based on an expectation of the market of how much future value a company will be able to capture. And the value of an NFT mostly depends on whether the market is expecting the person that created that NFT of being capable to providing long-term value to the community. Now this value comes in two, actually in different forms. First, there's intellectual property. This is traditionally called brand value. And brand-based value requires the issuer of an NFT to build a brand around a person a company or a concept so that the NFTs associated with that brand become more valuable based on a supply and demand dynamic. Ultimately, the value of such NFTs is therefore based on the perceived value that the market attributes to them, combined with a relative scarcity of the amount of tokens created. And secondly, there is off-chain value. Now, in the same way that a concert ticket is essentially nothing more than a piece of paper that grants the owner access to an event, and in the same way that a shareholder of a company is being granted a cash dividend at certain points in time for being the current owner of a share, the off-chain benefits of an NFT can be pretty much anything from access to events, to communities, to meetings, uh, to even receiving physical goods. Essentially, the token acts as a ticket that grants the holder certain benefits. These may be specified within the NFT itself. Uh, the issuer can announce them on a website or through some other medium. Now, we go back to the question of why does any of this matter? So the nature of how a blockchain is built and the flexibility of how NFTs can be applied opens up an incredible opportunity space for a very large range of digital business models. Now, the following two characteristics of NFTs particularly shape these possibilities. Firstly, the fact that by its very nature, an NFT cannot be copied or faked makes them a completely reliable way to indicate ownership. By design, an NFT can always be traced back to the issuer. And this exact mechanic enables the following fundamental trait, which is 
the issuer can, at the time when an NFT is created, define a commission that will automatically be transferred to the issuer every single time an NFT is resold. So right now, those commissions range between 5 and 15%. Some are a tiny bit lower, some are a tiny bit higher, but that's around it. And the implications of these commissions for the importance of marketing and branding and brand building in both organizations and for individuals are more substantial than anything we've seen. So for many investments that are being made in marketing and brand building, there's a traditional valuation approach. So basically you discount future cash flows that you expect to have because you think you can realize them through brand value. So basically by you, you expect that in the future you will be able to capitalize on brand value and then you discount those to the current day. And this exact mechanic that's underlying pretty much all investment decisions is not applicable anymore. Under today's economic conditions, an investment in brand building will yield future cash flows, again, that result by capturing brand value that was created through that investment. So this brand value is depreciating over time by itself, and the future cash flows must be discounted down to the present day. Now, when you capitalize on a brand investment through an NFT, because you participate in the after-sale commissions, there is a participation in the future value creation. And therefore, suddenly you have a third element in there <clears throat> that is now compounding. So this is a compounding amount of future cash flows that pile up. And this is because there's not only a revenue with the first time sale, but also if the value of an NFT increases over time and it's being resold, the issuer benefits from every single sale proportionately to that value. So imagine, just imagine for a second the implications if it the same applied for the stock market. Imagine an issuing company would not only collect cash when they issued a stock, but they would receive a commission on every single transaction where one of their stocks is changing ownership. And the interesting thing is for an increasing amount of artists and NFT-based businesses, this is not the future, this is reality today. Now, when you look at who this applies to, then at first glance you may say that, well, the impact is of this brand building thing seems to be very limited direct to consumer businesses. But the developments around NFTs are really in their infancy. And even today, there's first applications for B2B business models. And more importantly, while the implications on branding and marketing may be more relevant for B2C businesses, at least from our perspective today, there is substantial potential for decreasing business transaction costs by using a blockchain as an underlying transaction broker. And there are two characteristics that drive this. First, the blockchain gives, by its very nature, access to all transactions for every participant of the ecosystem. So this means that transactions can be traced back to their source. Now, without going into technical details, the transactions themselves are still anonymous. So if you don't know which is which, you can't access and you, no one can look up your transactions. Secondly, by using a blockchain as a means of recording every transaction, implicitly you have system-wide standardization. Now, first, the traceability of the blockchain transactions allows you to rethink entire value change, uh, chains because it enables the participation of all the entities that contribute to the value creation. For example, there you will have strong incentives for brand building at the end consumer level, even for backend manufacturers that traditionally were completely unknown to consumers. I mean, a good example of how this has already been done is Intel with its Intel Insight campaign. 
except now the incentives significantly rise. And those two characteristics combined, they result in transaction costs that overproportionally decrease with increasing complexity of the transactions themselves. So in other words, the more, trans the more complex a, a business transaction is, the higher the benefits of digitizing it via blockchain will be. And therefore, the more disruptive this force will be for all the intermediaries in each of those respective markets. And this comes with the implication that there are significant potentials for cost reduction in market transaction costs in industries with little vertical integration and in markets where information brokers charge high premiums. Okay, now this escalated quickly and went into detail. So I want to take it back to a more practical level. There's, there are three things for you to take away from today's episode. First, as a business leader, as an artist, as a creator, or whatever you provide, NFTs allow your business to, through commissions on subsequent transactions, they allow your business to participate in the value creation and aftermarket sales. And this system cannot be counterfeit in any way. Secondly, the first point actually doesn't matter that much. What's really important to realize is that, it's, that this is really only scratching the surface. NFTs do not only liberalize almost every industry, they also introduce a bunch of completely new mechanics of how the entire system works. When you think of the internet, it was simply only de uh, sorry, increasing how quickly business transactions could be carried out. NFTs, however, change the rules of the entire game. Now, thirdly, and this may be the most important point. The impact on business and even on daily life as we know it is just far beyond what we can even conceive today. Just to illustrate this, think of the difference between 1995 to 2021, except that this time, and I mean 1995, pre-smartphone, pre-internet, pre-social network, pre-everything, pre-Amazon, and now it's 2021 and we have 60-minute delivery, soon by drone, 26 years apart, except that this time it will not take 26 years for that level of change to happen. Imagine for a second that the next Amazon will not have to build a single data center. Everything already exists. And, and that may even be more important, they don't have to get anyone used to online shopping. People will not find it weird not to go to a physical store. They won't have trust issues with this online thing that is completely unknown and foreign to them. This time, it's just another online store they sign up for with a Google sign-in within 10 seconds. So this coming transformation that is much more fundamental than the internet revolution in the way that it resets entire markets and industries, so it's essentially much more fundamental than the digital transformation of the last 30 years. This transformation will, given everything has been built for it already, I mean, the highways are there, this will take three to five years at most.